Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business Growth Show, where we talk about all components of business and how to utilize them for exponential growth. My name is Nathan Cassiotis. I'm a business growth strategist where I help business owners grow and scale to create freedom and choice. And today, I have an awesome guest. She's a motivational speaker, podcast host, author of The Empowering Process, and Empowerment Master. She runs retreats and seminars, offering various approaches for accessing self-awareness, focus, and emotional balance for healthier and happier living. She helps you to gain higher self-awareness, create smarter goals and lower stress by tapping into your personal power, embracing your personal purpose and discovering your profound potential. Welcome Gail Craft, and thank you for being on my show. Oh, Ethan, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be so much fun because I am so not prepared and we're just going to go with the flow, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's always the best way, Gail. I'm sure it's going to be always. amazing for everyone watching and listening today. So you're a very successful entrepreneur. So for those people who don't know who you are, uh, please introduce yourself by telling us about you and your journey. Oh, me and my journey. Well, I'll give you the short version because it's a lifetime. Um, but at the beginning, so I started, let's start at the beginning, and I was born um, in a city called Boston, Massachusetts, and I grew up literally a gang kid, a gang kid in the streets of Boston, um, with absolutely really no vision for the future. Uh, life happened, I got to move out of the city, which was really the best thing for me while I was in high school, that got me out of the gang, and then I went right into business. And so I had no formal education, if you will. I thought I would just get married, have children, and, you know, no need for this stuff. And so at a very young age, I found myself divorced with a one-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Um, and now what? Now what? And so um, so I ended up, you know, I went into business and I went, I went to work. What was really interesting, Ethan, about that experience was... Within two years, I received a phone call from the president of the company that I was working for, that, and he said, we're in trouble. Your boss um, is going to get fired, and I know you have the skill set to save us. Are you open to accepting this responsibility? Uh, here's mindset, baby. I thought nowhere to go but up. Why wouldn't I take this? I didn't even think that I could put them out of business. Never occurred to me, right? I saw this as an opportunity for huge success, right? Guess what? We had huge success, huge success. Within like 10 months, we had to look for ways to spend money to avoid tax implications, right? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, it was just so, it was so much fun. It was so much joy. Um, so creative. And that has been the story of my career for years. I ended up on the board of directors of some important companies, you know, all without a college degree. Ha! Huh. Right? Because I trusted my mindset. I trusted myself. I believed in myself. I listened to my instinct. I never questioned anything. And then I moved 3,000 miles away out to this beautiful San Diego and took a job so I could pay the bills. In day one, it was the wrong place for me. But I didn't leave because now fear set in for the first time in my life with my career. 
if I, I don't know anybody, I'm out here by myself and I have to pay ridiculous mortgage, right? So I stayed figuring, well, I made everything else work. I can make this work. And there, Ethan, is if something is not in alignment with, with who you are, you cannot make it work. Even as an entrepreneur, if you've got a product that you're pushing or a process that you're following or a client even that doesn't align with you, you've got to stop because you cannot make it work. So, um, so my experience is I got fired. Best thing ever. Best thing. Because it made me go down a spiral and finally look at myself and, and say, well, I don't really want to work for corporate anymore. I didn't like that experience and I don't wish to repeat it. So now what? So I started consulting and then fell into getting this thing called a life coach certification with the intent of communicating better, not to become a life coach, right? But to enhance my business as a process consultant, right? soon as I started, uh, uh, I'm like, this is my purpose. This is why I was so successful as a business person, because I treated my team the way a coach should teach their, treat their client, right? And it's been uphill ever since. I mean, it has been, you know, yes, we had down times. I mean, we've had some ups and downs, ups and downs. But for the most part, I've loved every journey. I've grown. I've learned. Um, I've gone down various paths with this, this coaching thing, and I just absolutely love watching my clients face day one with the stress and the concern and the last day, completely different person, completely yeah. different. What joy. So that's in a nutshell. <laughs> love that. Awesome. What an amazing story. <clears throat> it's so interesting. Yeah. Like, like that alignment piece that you're talking about and and everything there um and then where, where it's taking you to today um so that's uh really really powerful and i know um i know as a child um you have an interesting way of looking at things um where you uh you looked at the world a little bit differently um that, than you do now so do you want to maybe elaborate a little bit more on that initially um oh well yeah well, there's all there, i don't know where to begin <laughs> <laughs> So, so there are transitions, but as, as a child, I actually felt that it was my responsibility to take care of my family, that um, I was responsible for everything, for the, the problems, for the fights, for, for the angst. And I felt it, like the weight of the world was on my shoulders with this family. And there's a huge story around, around um, the different events that happened in my life as a child that gave me a sense of abandonment. This is why I felt I had to save the family because it was falling apart, leaving me stranded. So that's why at 13, I became a gang kid. I was looking for family, right? And so bad choice after bad choice after bad choice, looking for family, even in business. Why was I successful, Ethan? I was looking for family. What does that mean? I'm looking for acceptance. What happens in business when you do something right? Good job, Gail. Ooh, they love me. No, they don't, but I thought so, right? All right, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do even more. Look at her go. That's amazing. Oh, they love me so much, right? 
right? Oh, what a delusion. Um, when I got fired, that time that I got fired, I started looking at myself, you know, and I, I literally said, I don't like who you have become. The person who was on the West Coast failing is the same person on the East Coast succeeding. What is it about me that I'm looking for? Where is the, I saw it as a flaw at the time, right? But really where are the wounds that need to be healed? What's going on here? And so that's when I started becoming honest with myself, becoming vulnerable, um, started shedding friends because when you're nasty, you know, your friends are nasty too, <laughs> right? When you're angry, they're angry too. When you're hurting, they're, they're hurting too. And so when you start to come out of that and start healing and, and becoming the, the true you who you are, and that's where your success lies, is in the true you. Um, when you start doing that, they want to bring you down. You know, and I've, I've heard things like, well, who are you to be on stage and telling us what to do? Well, let me tell you, <laughs> you wouldn't believe me if I did, right? Um, and I learned the hard way to let them go, to just simply let them go and, and understand that we live in two, two things so that if your listeners could walk away with would help them tremendously. We live in seasons. When a season's change changes, let it go. You don't blame the trees for dropping their leaves. Don't blame yourself for dropping your friends. Leave them lovingly. Thank them for the time that they were there with you. They served you. Now it's no longer necessary. Move on with love, number one. And number two, lighten up. Seriously, <laughs> lighten up. We're here to have fun and life is an experiment. So what if you fail? Why was I so successful in business? I had, I had leaders that when I failed on something, I didn't hear you failed. I heard, well, I guess that didn't work. What are we doing next? How do we make it better? What's your strategy? Never blame. And so I had the opportunity to hone that skill that an entrepreneur needs of fearlessly continuing to move forward, even when you face the wall, because you will. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Either? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so much amazing gold uh, that you just shared there, and definitely completely agree with the environment thing. With the, you know the the five people you hang around is is who you become, and um, <clears throat> if you've got a lot of negative people around you, then it, you know it affects us. Um, even if as as positive as we're being, and and I I can like relate with that where um, I, I I shed friends, but I guess it's more about I just drifted. You know, that's the way I would right. say because um, you don't have to just say, "Hey, I'm not speaking to you anymore." You just, <laughs> no, you don't burn the bridges. Just like no. just you know, just don't contact them, and eventually they'll they'll move on, and you'll start to find and and the entrepreneur journey can be a little bit lonely sometimes at times. You know, depending on where you're at, but then you'll find the people who you resonate with. Um, so I love I love that element there and. And that allows us to grow um, in that other area. And, and I guess, you know, the other key thing that I, I noticed you said there was around, um, you know, yourself and what the, like what those wounds were. And I think, you know, one of the big things, you know, I learned from NLP is, is perception is projection, right? So like there's a mirror 
right in front of us. So what we're seeing in others is actually what we're seeing in ourselves a lot of the time as well. Oh, isn't that hard to accept, man? <laughs> right? But if but then we wouldn't recognize it if it wasn't something that was already within us, right? Yes. So we're re we're recognizing who we are at some level. Right? Yeah. And it's an opportunity to grow. Definitely. Right? Of uh, my yeah yeah I mean <laughs> you don't want to accept that the person who's sitting in front of you who is na nagging you or, or berating you is a reflection of you. So so let's look at it this way then. Okay, there's there are universal laws. There's you know I think there's twelve basic universal laws. I know I I do a class on those twelve basic universal laws and what that means. Um, but there are hundreds. But the most relevant to me is the universal law of polarity. You can't have up without down. You can't have black without white. You can't have good without bad. You can't have good without bad. Can't have good without bad. Listen to that for a second. So if you're looking at a situation where somebody is literally like nagging and it's eating and it's sucking on your soul, let's say, and you can sit there and say, well, that's not a reflection of me. I don't do that. No, you're on the other end of the polarity, though. And there is something that is serving you that allows you to stay. So you've done NLP. I'm an NLP master. And, you know, in, in NLP, you you learn that somehow I'm getting served by this. How am I getting served? What am I getting out of it? What am I looking for in this? So you would chunk it up. Right. And then when you when you do that, when you're honest with yourself and guys, 90 percent of the time, 99.999 percent of the time, you're looking for love. You're looking to belong for acceptance, for love. When you see the connection, then you ask yourself, is there a healthier way for me to get this? And the answer is usually yes. Then go find someone who can help you find the healthier way to get this right yeah definitely love that great great gold bombs of, of what it is there right and you're right it does come down um you know to that love element with ourselves as well as you know to the other person depending on you know on who that is um, at right. the same time and I, I think you know it's an interesting one now what, what's coming to me is around um you know being present right um with people because we're on our phones right so much these days and then when we're in conversations and a lot of the time you know i think it's it's you know, people talk about time management, but I think it's about being present with your energy with someone this is what I realized, you know, with my wife, um, you know, more recently is that people might say, oh, I could do, I can multitask. I could do multiple things at once. And you can't really, yes, you can maybe do some, you can do some of it. Yes. At the same time, but how, where is your energy being there? And people actually want your energy rather than, you know what I mean? Like you just listening there. So I'd love to hear your thoughts about, yeah, being present. About being present. Yeah. Um, well, that's the only reality there is. Um, however, the second that you're present, it's now past. Right? So seriously, because there is a time lag between action and the time that you recognize the action or I say something in the time that you hear. So it's already in the past. So to be actually truly in the pleasant is a misnomer. Um, I drive my clients crazy when, when I go through this with them. <laughs> right? Good, because that makes you think differently. Um, 
But being present truly means is thinking, stop thinking the same way that you're thinking. Let me give you an example. If a client comes to me and they're feeling sad. Okay. So, so my boyfriend, you know, he's, he's seeing his ex-girlfriend and I know they're not doing anything anymore, but I really, you know, am feeling so jealous about this. I'm really, I'm having a hard time getting over this. You know, my last boyfriend, oh, so this is what happened. Your current boyfriend, what you're feeling has nothing to do with the actual action that's going on because you feel an emotion. Follow me here because you'll understand. You feel an emotion and you immediately name it. So I don't let my clients name the emotion because the second you name it, you go into the files in your brain and go, oh, sadness. I have a folder for that. Let me pull out my sadness folder and here's how I'm supposed to behave when I'm sad. All of the sadness from all of the past and you go looking for situations to support the truth that you just made up. Because her boyfriend isn't cheating on her, but she just made that up, right? And so rather than name the emotion, experience it, be with it. And that's what being present is. Be with the emotion without trying to categorize it. Where is it? Is it in your stomach? Is it in your heart? Is it in your throat? Is it in your back? Where are you feeling it? How are you feeling it? Describe it. If you were to, to look at it and give it shape and form, what would that shape and form be like? Can, is it soft? Is it hard? Can you make it smaller? You know this also for, from NLP. Can you dim it, right? And let's dim it. Can you throw it away? Right? Because when you do that, you're now working with the emotion of the moment, not the past folder that you just pulled forward. Right. And then you can shrink it and 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 I don't even want to say get rid of it because you need to honor that you have an emotion. Look at it this way. The emotion is your inner child crying out for attention. Would you ever say to your inner child, I don't have time for you. We need to move past this. Of course not. So the second that you stop being present and try to even push forward. So now we, we were talking about the past. Now we're taking our, trying to push forward, right? So now we're trying to push into the future where I know this is going to pass. So I just want to get to the other side. You're not honoring the moment. You're trying to get to the other side. So again, you're not being present. So being present is very complex because our brain wants us in the future of the past, in the future of the past, right? And your emotions are in the moment. Mm. And your body and your emotions is what drives everything. While your brain is trying to juggle that. Very complicated, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I love it. You know, this is this is what it's all about. And, you know, I've NLP master practitioner as well. And um, this is a good awareness piece for everybody. And I think what, what another, you know, powerful element of this presentness is, is about flow, right? Um, because, um, you know, there's the, there's the saying, if you're in your head, you're dead. You know, if you're in your heart, you're smart or something like that. And there has to be a, I guess, a coherence uh, is a good word. Like, you know, a connection between them. Because, um, you know, I see that a lot of people, when they go to meet people or things like that, they've probably got like this little folder in their head going, oh, I'm going to ask this next, I'm going to ask this next or whatever like that. But they're not being present in that moment. 
on, okay, what is this person saying? What, am I really taking this in? Is there actually going to be something better that comes out of this? Or when someone asks me a question, I'm not going to have the, the 10 things I'm going to say in my head. I'm just going to let it flow when they say, you know, and move that forward. So I'd love to, because it's a powerful thing flow when you're in that moment and people can feel that as well. So share with us your thoughts around flow. Oh, I have a whole keynote around flow. <laughs> I don't know if we have that much time, but share as much no, as you can. No, we don't. Um, and I'm building a training around that keynote and a book around the training. Um, <laughs> but I will say, oh, flow. I'll give you a story and then we can kind of talk about um, my three elements of flow, the flow formula. Um, there's a book out now called Stealing Fire. And chapter one is all about the Navy SEALs and flow. The government spends millions of dollars to find that one person to join the SEAL team who can get into flow. Because when they go on maneuvers, there is no leader. And situations change and the whole team like one amoeba has to move and they have to know and they are in flow that means they are mentally kinetically connected and it is a real thing right so it's spooky happenings at a distance i think einstein named that it's true it's a real thing now so what does that mean for the individual right? The, the normal person. Well, we, we all get into flow. You know, if you've been in a car and you've driven, I know I used to drive from Los Angeles to San Diego, normally two, uh, two and a half hours. Um, rush hour can take six. Okay. Um, and there were times where I had driven from Los Angeles to San Diego County. And I can't tell you how I did it. I was in, I was in that altered state. I was in flow. I changed lanes. I did everything that you do as you're driving. And, 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 and my thought was, my subconscious must have wanted to keep me safe because <laughs> it did a good job, right? Signals and everything. Um, the three parts of getting into flow and, and, you know, the cliff note version of the keynote is First of all, you have to have um, emotional intelligence, right? And that, that is your, your mindset. That is your state. So from an NLP perspective, it's the state part that we want to get in a positive position. And there are physical things that you can do. Um, and there are tricks that you can, you can incorporate. If your state, your emotional state is not optimal, you can get it there like that. And, and I, share some of those techniques. The second part of, of the flow formula is your intention or attitude. I'm sorry, if you're a leader who intends to control your people, you're never going to go into flow because your intention is to control, not to flow, right? And so be honest about your intention because if that's your intention, stop trying to flow, right? And so it's, it's getting your intention aligned with trust the team trust yourself trust your intuition so it's getting your intention to a level of vulnerability and trust the third part of getting into flow i call mindful 
routines. Other people call it meditation, <laughs> right? Um, but that's only part of it. And I share meditation techniques that aren't the, your normal meditating because some people just are uncomfortable doing that. There are other techniques to gain that kind of focus, but you need all three to get into flow, right? And if you as a leader can get into flow, you can get your team into flow. So I share a story um, during the keynote that, you know, it's one of my favorite stories. I managed a huge team one time and part of their responsibility was to come up with creative solutions to problems that the company had, right? And we dug out the problems. We would send surveys to our customers and whatever. And, um, and so what I would do is once a month, we would have lunch brought in and then we would play a game. You want to get your team into flow, play a game. And they choose the game. Usually it was Pictionary, right? You let it go where it goes. Usually got pretty dirty, right? But we laughed and we cried. I mean, we snort laughed, tears, right? And when we were done, I put the recorder on because the creative things that came out came so fast, we couldn't write them down. So we recorded the meeting and we started. And they would be like, whoa, 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 what did you just say? Oh, you know, and maybe we could do it. Yes, that's awesome. Hassan, we need to listen to that recording. Okay, remember, Mark, that's fine. Okay, well, and it was fabulous. And we did this monthly. And so they, I didn't tell them what we were going to do to address the problems. The team came up in a very excited way. And then they, it was juicy, it was delicious, it was fun, and they made it happen. I didn't make it happen. I got the accolades and I gave it to them because they did it. I created the environment. And so if you have a team you want in flow, it's your job to create the environment and then let go. Yeah. Any thoughts? <laughs> awesome. I love that. Very powerful um, flow. And yeah, you, you sort of know when you're in there, right? It's, yeah. it's like one of those things where time just sort of goes away, you know, you know and you're just in, the, you're really in the moment and you're in the zone. You're in yeah. the zone. If this was a sports thing, I'd say we're in the zone, right? Exactly. And, yeah. and I've played a lot of sports, soccer and things like that. So I can relate when I'm in there when like just everything's happening and you know, I'm scoring goals and, and things like that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's translating it to life and business, right? That's where right. the power is because we're not playing a soccer game for 12 hours a day, every day where, um, you know, we're, we're interacting with people and we're doing something that's purposeful. And let's, let's touch on purpose, I think now is, is, is an important topic because, you know, a business has a purpose and we're all, you know, moving towards that, you know, that purpose and, and, and bring that into the world, whatever that is. And then we also have a personal purpose as well. Um, you know, and as the, as the business owner founder, you know, it's likely it linked, you know, the personal purpose to the, to the, the business purpose, but at the same time, you know, we have this purpose that we're here to do. And, you know, you found yours once you went down the life coaching, um, you know, yeah. side of things and now in your element. And I can feel that as well with me, me and my, my business coaching, you know, with the mindset element um, as well, there being in the zone when I'm doing things. So how important is it? to really understand and understand that alignment of our personal purpose and 
maybe what are some things that we can think about for the people out there that may be a little bit unsure about what it is um, so that they can find that um, element there to, to really yeah, live in alignment and then get into flow as well. Absolutely. Um, oh, purpose and, and purpose and values are kind of very closely linked together. And, um, and so I, I would say start with your values and your values. And so again, NLP, there's a process for eliciting values um, that really hone into your values, not the values you grew up with, not the values that your business thinks you should have, not the values you believe are good values, but those that are from your soul and from your heart. When you know that, know what your values are, then you now can make choices based on those values. And you're looking for a, if you're looking for business, if you're not in business, you want to look for a business that lines up with those values and not the shit, pardon my French, on the walls. Because what's on the wall is not the characteristic of that organization. You have to do your homework and be sure, because that's where I failed, right, in, the, in that last job, to be sure that your values line up with theirs, not with what they say, but in their actual day-to-day -day transaction of business. If it doesn't line up, you cannot take that that job. Now, when you translate that into being an entrepreneur and having your own business and looking for purpose, your purpose still stems from your values. So my values, community, tribe, love, authenticity, um, and truth. Authenticity and truth are, are very close together. But those are the five, my top five. So my top two is community and tribe. And I'm a sole entrepreneur. And my top two means I need a team of people. So how do I do that? When I first became an entrepreneur, I joined a woman's um, co-working location that was also a place where I could learn about being an entrepreneur. I could go for questions. I could, could go for support. And I could just go hang out with some chicks right? Go have some wine in, in the evening, coffee in the morning, whatever. Um, that was my community. So I solved that problem. From that community, I found the people who align with me, my values. That was my, that's my tribe, right? So it doesn't have to be someone that I'm around all the time, but it's someone that I can turn to, a group that I can turn to. And, and I have continued nurturing those kinds of relationships ever since, right? And so you want to do that. And then you take a look at your values and say, well, what does, what is it that I want to do that supports those values? Here I am a coach and it's all about community. It's all about tribe, right? What does that mean? That means that I want to be sure that the community, my community grows and that my community flourishes because I need my community. So what's my, I have an infinite mission statement, Simon, Simon Sinek, the infinite game, beat it, uh, <laughs> right? Um, and the infinite mission statement is all about changing the world. And it doesn't matter how I do it. And so I am, I see myself as a supporter of those who are changing the world. 
right? So I, I certainly am part of that process. I certainly change the lives of, of the teams I work with, with the individuals I work with. And when I do a keynote, I mean, believe me, people leave inspired. But to change the world in a permanent, drastic way takes many of us. It, ta it takes you, Ethan. It takes me. It takes your listeners to be vulnerable, right? And to be open. Um, Brene Brown says it really beautifully. With an open heart, but a strong back. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a powerful one. Right? Right? Open yeah. heart, but strong back. And if you know your values, you can do that. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Um, you know, one thing that's coming up for me is an interesting one as well is, is leaning in as well a lot of the time because, you know, I've said my story about manifesting my my wife, um, you know, instantly at like a group meditation event. I won't go into that story. But, you know, the interesting part about that after, and I didn't tell her that I did that. I told her three months later um, because I didn't want to scare her away. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. I just created you in my mind. I'm showing up. <laughs> Like, she'd be like who is this bloke um, right um, so you know but the interesting part when you when you when you know you chat to her and what was coming up for her is i was triggering her a lot about all these different emotions all these different things at the time and a normal person probably would have been like oh it's too hard i don't know what's going on here like in these emotions that was coming up for her and and a standard person would probably be like, ah, oh, I don't know, something's not right or whatever. I'm just not going to speak to Ethan, right, and, and and not speak to him. But she was had the awareness and you know had the intention to lean and go. Actually, this is something that's showing to me, right? This is a mirror. This is something that's being shown to me that I need to work through, right? So she, so she leaned into it, and then we have you know the most amazing relationship, and and you know told her the story later. So I think to everybody here, you know, when when you're knowing your values and you're being purposeful on what they are, there's going to be things that challenge that, right? Oh, yes. Always, always. And so, all right, so I'm going to get a little woo-woo on you. <laughs> so good. Okay, so let's let's get a little woo-woo. Um, I'm very woo-woo, by the way. Um, so if you any of you listen to Abraham Hicks, Abraham Hicks says um, that we, um, we create, you know, we are here to create expansion. But Abraham doesn't explain what that means. At least I've not heard it explained. What does that mean? In order to create a desire, we have to create resistance. You don't know what you want until you know what you don't want. Universal law of polarity, okay? So when you have that resistance and the stronger the resistance, the bigger the desire. Okay. And so we take that energy, that desire, and we expand the universe with that. That's energy that we shoot out there. Right. Now it's waiting there for us. We can die and go and, and enjoy all of the desires we've had or not die and manifest them and, and, and understand that we are and we're energy. And so that mythical, hard to understand dimension where all those desires are here now. So you want to talk about being present, that's present. 
in the moment right now because there is no time and space beyond this third dimension. And, and it, this is just a fabric of our creation so that we can create resistance. You can't have resistance without the third dimension. Mm. So we create resistance so that we can have desire. And that's why life is going great. And then it hits the fan, right? And you're like, oh, why me? Well, why not? Why not? What do you want instead? And that's the big question. Well, what do you want instead? Right? If this isn't working for you, what would work for you? What do you need to do to make that work for you? Because you can, you have the power. Who do you need to call on? Right? Who do you not know? Why do you not know them? How do you get to know them? And all of these, you know, quantum linguistic questions that you can ask, right? <laughs> right? To get you to where you want to go. Once you know where you don't want to be. Too many of us get into that, the resistance state and think that's where we're supposed to live. And then we hate our lives. I hate my marriage. I hate my business. I hate my kids. I hate my cousin. I hate my friend. Right? Right? You know, oh, I just broke my leg. Well, I hate that too. Now I have to wobble around. Oh, look it. I've, I've, I've got ulcers. Well, I hate that too. Oh, look, I have Crohn's disease. Well, I hate that too, right? Well, maybe if you stopped hating and looked at what is it that you really are angry about and what do you want instead? Yeah. Stop the resistance and give your body a break. <laughs> yeah, I love right. that. Very, very yep. powerful. <clears throat> you know, and then for the, the slightly skeptical people, um, you know, that um, say about this woo-woo stuff, a lot of quantum physics is proving a lot of these things now, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. So just to get everybody aware to look into that and, you know, I've, I've done some amazing talks on that and that's, so that's really awesome. And, and I really resonate with what you said, because what I did when I, I not only thought about what I wanted, but the biggest thing when I manifested, I mean, was thinking about all my partners and all my friends that I'd analyzed for 10 years when I was single of all their relationships. And I thought about what I didn't want. And I said 30 to 50 things about the opposite of those, right? right. And then you focus on the opposite, not on what those are. Exactly. Then you focus on the opposite. Because it's right? easier a lot of the time to think about what you don't want, right? Because that's sort of the way we're, we're there and, you know, instead of wanting what we want. And it's, you need to look at both angles, like you said, the polarity, because then you get the full picture and can really focus. Yeah. 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 And so you could use a trick. So one of the things that um, Abraham Hicks um, does, and th so I'll give you, this is a really good trick, you know, for stress, you have too much on you. I'm overwhelmed today. You know, um, she calls it the the placemat exercise because she got the download from Abraham while at breakfast. And so she did it on a placemat. Draw a line down the middle of the paper. On the left-hand side, put a list of what you absolutely positively can get done today, even if it's just one thing. You know you absolutely can get that done today. On the right-hand side, you put, I leave the rest up to the universe. And you list them. And then you throw the paper away because you're only going to do that one thing or those three things or whatever and leave the rest up to the universe, right? Um, when you do that, you relieve stress. So when we talk about what you want and what you don't want, on one side, all of the things I don't want and match them on the right side. Therefore, 
all of the things I absolutely want, and you want to say absolutely want, and you write them out, and you say, this is what I'm going to focus on. Rip the paper, throw the don't want away, and walk around with the do want, right? And the manifestation is crazy. I had a client that we went through this for actually a new car. She was a past client photographer who wanted to up her game. And so she had upped her game and she's, she's like, Gail, I can't show up at my clients now with the car I have, right? It just is ridiculous. I need a better car. So we went through, what do you want in a car? What does it smell like? What does it sound like? What is it, right? And I said, now, I don't want you to buy a car. I want you to go and sit in cars, right? So that you can, next meeting, I think one had buyer's remorse. I'm like, why? She says, I bought the first car I saw. I said, well, let's go through the list. Check, check, check. Everything that she wanted was in that car. First car she saw. Amazing. Yes. No. <laughs> no, no, no. So again, NLP, we know that we can only take in so much information, right? So the information is available. It's out there, but we're not taking it in because we don't need it right now. So we just don't delete it. Don't even come in. Now we're saying to our subconscious mind, I need this now. So let's delete a few other things for a while. And let's take in all of this information about this amazing car. Oh, there it is. Huh, it's been there all along. Hmm, interesting. Definitely. So it, it's about awareness. It's, I love, I love um, this life. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. And when you sink into that, and that's flow, by the way, because you're leaving it up, you're not stressing and going, going through, well, you are going through an analysis, but not through an analysis of where to find it, how to get it. And not a business um, hunt, kill approach, but it's like a desire approach, right? My favorite word is delicious. If it feels delicious, then I'm going to do it. If it doesn't feel delicious, why would I do it? Right? And so you want to make a list that is so delicious that it's juicy and it's running down your face. Imagine biting into a peach right that's how life should be yeah right and so you have the resistance you say okay that's not delicious where's the delicious part of that i love it isn't that awesome <laughs> very, very awesome <laughs> um so much gold um yeah that you've shared today um with us Gail. i love it and um i guess as we're wrapping up today um what one key piece of advice would you like to give for the laundry one key piece, I think I already gave it, you know, but I would say tr trust is the word that's coming to mind, trust. Um, trust yourself. Um, don't do an experiment for a week and don't question your instinct to do something and just go with the flow for a week and see how your life will change just one week. So if you get up in the morning and you go to reach for that cup of coffee because that's your habit, but you get this instinct that says, huh, maybe I'll have orange juice instead. Go for the orange juice or whatever. When you get that instinct, don't push it away. 
just for a week, and then stop at the end of seven days and look back and observe what's different, because there will be something different in your life. Yeah, love that. Really powerful words. Definitely completely agree with that. And yeah, we connected through our networks, but I learned about your awesome journey with uh, your your challenging upbringing, but that's really, you know, shaped into the woman you are to then, you know, being a business process and program uh, management consultant to, you know, becoming an author and now being an empowerment master where you help people gain higher self-awareness, uh, create smarter goals and lower stress. Uh, you're an amazing woman. I'm sure everyone will agree. And uh, I'm sure you continue to help people to tap into their personal power, embracing their personal purpose and discovering their profound potential. I'm very grateful that we connected and I look forward uh, to working with you as well. So Gail, how can people find you, get in contact with you? The best way actually is through LinkedIn, uh, Gail Craft, K-R-A-F-T. And um, I will not accept you as a friend unless you tell me that you're connecting with me because you saw me on the business growth show. Um, I'm just, I'm tired of being solicited to when I haven't asked for it. And so I don't accept people anymore. If I don't know you, then you're not a friend. So not coming in. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, definitely connect with Gal, you know, use that note. And that's a very good business strategy as well, right? To say, you know, you, you listen to, um, you know, her on the Business Growth Show um, and just generally when you speak to people, but yeah, definitely connect with Gal. Amazing woman, as you can see, so much knowledge in, in the mindset empowerment space um, that can really help you to take it, you and your life to that next level. And, and thank you to everyone for watching and listening to this show where we talk about everything on business growth. And please like, subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Ethan Cassiotis or visit my website, ethancassiotis.com. If you want to grow and scale your business, you can reach out to me on any platform to see if we're a good fit. And I completely agree with you. Or do I? The only way you know is if you tune in next time. So until next time, remember that our business grows when we learn skills and take action using them in spite of fear. So remember to design your growth and results. Thank you.